And so we're going to finish up this uh, series. Uh, we're going to give you another word. And uh, I'm actually wearing my Nike shirt here. And uh, it's kind of a clue uh, what the word's going to be. And that word is adventure. Right? Some of you guys, is he really a Nike guy? Uh, but uh, adventure. You know, one of the things that is so interesting about being in a, in a, in a cinema, because usually in a cinema, right, you, you go and you buy your ticket and you get your popcorn, you get your drink, and you come into uh, the room, you take your seat, and then you watch a screen of everybody else having an adventure. But here at Lighthouse, we get to have the adventure. And I know many of you, and I believe every one of you, is an adventurous person. Uh, I, I know many of you have lived in, in several countries. I know many of you have, you know, amazing uh, careers. Uh, some of our younger people here, they're taking, you know, amazing subjects at uh, college. But just the fact that you're here today tells me that you are an amazing person who is adventures. Because think about it, to get up and come to uh, uh, Audience Cinema, to go to a church, it's not really something a lot of people do. And so I want give to you, give yourself a clap there. Say, you know, I'm an adventurous person and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to believe that by faith. Now I want to actually look at a, a definition of adventure. And so this is the one that, uh, you know, most people would, would think of is uh, uh, adventure is an exciting or remarkable experience. I don't know about you, but I've had an exciting and remarkable week. Last week, we went to Southampton uh, to celebrate our son Liam's uh, graduation from nursing school. He had graduated two years ago because of COVID. They didn't have a graduation. And they did it in uh, St. Um, St. James Stadium, which is where Southampton Football Club play. It was an amazing time. And then Wednesday, Michelle and I had the opportunity to celebrate 31 years of marriage. And um, praise God. And then uh, yesterday, we put all our, everything we own in a storage unit, eight feet high by six feet wide, no, six feet long and four feet why? Now, I don't know if anybody else could ever do that, but we got everything we own into that storage unit because tomorrow uh, we actually fly to Boston uh, because we need to uh, itinerate and raise our support because in five months we want to be back to help with the church plant in Dundalk. And so uh, it's just been an, an exciting and remarkable experience uh, this week. But I want to just bring up another definition of adventure. I think we can resonate with this one, and that is that an adventure is also a risky undertaking of unknown outcome. You know, think about, you know, before COVID, going to the airport and, uh, you know, going through security. I don't think any of us ever thought twice about it. But now, it's a risky undertaking of unknown outcome. You don't know where you're going to make, make the plane. And so when we, when we think of adventure, I really want to combine both these uh, definitions because really a, a great adventure is both of these things. It's an exciting and remarkable experience with a risky outcome of unknown, uh, sorry, an exciting or remarkable experience with a risky undertaking of unknown outcome. 
That is what an adventure really is. And I want to just give this analogy of a return ticket. Because you can go anywhere in the world on a one-way ticket. But if you want to return, you need a return ticket. And a great adventure is like a return ticket. The way out is the risk and the unknown. And the way back is the exciting and remarkable adventure. I want you to think about that because I think it's so profound. right? Because in order to get to your exciting and remarkable adventure, you got to deal with the risk and the unknown. And you might be in an adventure right now. I want to encourage you. You are going to make it. You are going to get back. You are going to survive. The risk and the unknown is only one part of the adventure. You can live and you can survive and you can experience the exciting and remarkable adventure. You are going to make it back. And when I think about just the risk of the unknown and, and just how you can really be tough to take some of these adventures, I have so many examples in my life, but I want to just share one, and that is our uh, missions trip to Brazil in 2019. This is, this is the, the amazing team that uh, went, and uh, you know, uh, it was interesting because, you know, when I think about the risk and the unknown, you know, I'd never been to Brazil before, you know, and now we're taking um, shots for yellow fever, right? And uh, shots for malaria. And I made the mistake of getting onto YouTube and watching uh, YouTube videos. And so then I was thinking, am I going to get shot? when I go to Brazil. Because I was watching all these videos of people being kidnapped and, and, and robbed. And, uh, you, know, so I, you know, so I'm smiling on the outside. But on the inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, I'm, t I'm too old for this, right? But it was the most exciting, remarkable experience of my life. Every day was better than the day before. I want to encourage you because I believe there's going to be another trip uh, hopefully next year. And I want to encourage you, sign up. You know, sign up. It was so remarkable. Because the sad thing is, you know, people who never have exciting or amazing adventures, it's not because they don't have the opportunities, but it's because they uh, often are held back by the risk and the obstacles because it's often the risk and the unknown that are too much for them. They see the risks and the unknown as obstacles they can't overcome. Now here in Lighthouse, we believe that the most remarkable and exciting adventures are God adventures. We make no apology for that. We believe that the best adventures that people can have are God adventures. That's why our we say, you know, we're here to inspire the extraordinary. And so the question I really want to uh, address today is, is how, do we, how do we take the risk and face the unknown in order to have a God adventure? Because if we're going to have a God adventure, there's going to be risk, 
there's going to be unknown. And maybe if you're here today and you're not, you're not a Christ follower, you know, you realize that you came here and you had things that you didn't know, uh, that there was a risk. Maybe they were going to ask you to stand up and introduce yourself. You know, so in everything we do, there is a risk and an unknown. And so how do, how do we take the risk and face the unknown in order to have a God adventure. And I want to look at this portion of Scripture in Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. And it is the calling of the disciples. And this is what it, it reads. It says, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Now, for those of us who are Christ followers, we've heard this story probably many times, but if you're not a Christ follower, you're probably thinking, this is weird. This is crazy. So I want to give you a bit of a context here. Okay, this is not the first time that these people have met Jesus. In fact, they've had remarkable and exciting adventures already with Jesus. So we're told in John chapter 1, John's gospel, that Andrew and John were previously disciples or followers of John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was a prophet from God. God had not spoken through a prophet in 400 years. And when John the Baptist appeared on the scene, I mean, thousands and thousands of people went to hear him preach. I mean, everybody went to hear him preach. And so John and Andrew were disciples of John the Baptist. But when Jesus uh, came on the scene, John the Baptist said, you know, you know I, I'm just preparing the way for him. He, he's the one that you need to follow. And so Andrew and John left John the Baptist and they went and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned around and said, what do you want? You know, that is probably the most important question that we could be ever asked. What do you want? I want you to think about that. Do you want a great adventure with God? Do you want a great adventure with God? Because here's the reality. We are what we want. And whatever we want defines who we are. And so Jesus turned around and said, what do you want? And he um, allowed Andrew and John to spend the day with him. And so they had such a profound uh, time with Jesus that, in fact, when John writes the, ga the gospel 40 years later, he remembers the exact time that they met Jesus, that it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That wasn't on his calendar. Like, he didn't come up with his iPhone. You know, he, he remembered that. And the first thing that Andrew did was he went and got his brother Simon, right, and said, we have found the Messiah. I know this is probably, i just kind of going through it quickly. And, I mean, that was the most exciting thing ever to hear. You know, we've actually found the Messiah, the anointed one, the, the one who's going to save us. And so 
uh, Andrew brings Simon to Jesus. Jesus looks at him and says, your name is um, Simon, but you shall be called Peter. So he actually got his name changed. Because Peter means rock. You're going to be a rock, Peter. You're going to be someone that I can, I can build my, my ministry upon. So that's the context. So when they see meet Jesus in this story, they've already had a great adventure with him. And so the question I want to ask then was, well, what, what was the risks they had to take? And what was the unknown they had to face? Well, I think the risk they had to take was the risk of going public with their faith. Think about it, you know, if you're a Christ follower, you know, the, the risk of going public with your faith, or if you're kind of seeking God and you want a God adventure, eventually you're going to have to meet that risk, the risk of going public with your faith. And so Jesus shows up at the Sea of Galilee. That is a very public place. And he makes this announcement, you know, uh, come follow me, you know, and so, what is actually involved in that risk? Well, I think there's three things I just want to bring out. First of all, uh, there's the risk of, of being um, misguided. Think about it. Jesus invites them. There's a risk. And the first risk is the risk of being misguided. Maybe you heard today and you're, you're, you're looking for God, you're looking for a God experience. But I think that's a thought that's probably going through your mind. What about, what if this was all something that's going to misguide me? As here's a great definition of, of being of misguided. And it is to lead in a wrong direction or into a mistaken belief or action. And so when someone is misguided, they're led in a wrong direction or into a mistaken belief or action. What if Jesus was not who he, they thought he was? But here's the thing. They could never be led in, in, a, in a wrong direction because Jesus is the way. They could never be led in a mistaken belief because Jesus is the truth. And they could never be led in a mistaken action because he is the life. So in other words, you know, for those who are being misguided, Jesus is really the answer. Because he'll guide us in the right direction. He'll guide us. In the right belief, he'll guide us in the right action. So that's the first risk that took, they had to take, the risk of being misguided. The second risk that they, they had to take was the risk of being misunderstood. To, and uh, here's a great definition of uh, misunderstood. It is to fail to understand the actions of someone correctly. Now, I, I said earlier, you know, many of us who grew up in the church, you know, we've heard this story of, of Jesus calling the disciples, and, and we kind of just run, run through it. But if you've never heard that before, that is a crazy story. And so you could 
point your fingers at the disciples and you could think some of these words about them. That, first of all, that they were irresponsible, right? They were impulsive, uh, they were naive, and they were immature. I mean, to, to leave everything and follow Jesus, if you don't understand what's going on there, I mean, these are irresponsible, impulsive, naive, and immature people. But really, I, I think beneath it all, these were men that were hungry for an experience with God. They were, they, they were discontented with religion as it was. They were looking for more. And so, we might think, you know, they were irresponsible, impulsive, and even mature. But 2,000 years later, you know, we call our, our sons these names. Right? You know, you go to stadiums, you go to buildings, they're all called after these guys. And so it, it, it's a risk because that's unfortunately what some people might think of a Christ follower, you know, because they, they don't necessarily understand. Then the last thing I just wanted to say concerning uh, the risk was the risk of being misinterpreted. So what do I mean by this? Well, when you read a story like this, uh, actually, let me just give you a definition of misinterpreted. To fail to interpret the actions of someone uh, correctly. To fail to interpret the actions of someone correctly. What, so what do I mean by this? This is not how it's always done. You might be here today and you might be searching for God. You might want a God experience. I'm telling you, this is not always how it's done. God is not always going to tell you to sell everything, give it away, leave everything, and come follow me. It's not how it's always done. So I just want you to know, because, because really, Jesus is a giver, not a taker. Now, I'm not saying he might not ask us to give up things or do things. But I'm just saying that God works with each one of us uniquely. You know, they were asked to uh, leave their boats and follow him. Actually, in my experience, it was God asked me to get into a boat and follow him. I, I was living in Iona Road, Glasnevin. And I had uh, an encounter with God, and I, I felt God leading me. And so I, had, I took a, I've shared this before, I, I took a boat to England, a train to Dover, a boat to Belgium, and a train to Stuttgart, Germany, to join a ministry, which really launched, you know, my, my walk with God. And so I'm just saying, you know, God might not tell you to give up, get out of a boat. He might tell you to get in a boat. Right? right? So I just don't want that risk of being misinterpreted to think that this is how God works with everybody. God knows you uniquely, and he's able to work with you uniquely. So then what was the unknown they had to face, right? So we, we looked at the risks. What, what was the unknown they had to take? If they were going to have a great adventure with God, there was unknowns they had to take. And really, the unknown they had to take was Jesus said, follow me. Follow me. Now, now, the thing about that is, you know, that's an adventure that nobody else had before. You know, it, it, it wasn't like they were the first in the family to follow Jesus. They were the first in the world to follow Jesus. 
And so, particularly, you know, if you're new to Lighthouse, because we like to use this term, Christ follower. Because we find when we use the word Christian, though Christ follower is a Christian, it means so many different things to different people. When we say Christ follower, we, we mean a person who has a relationship with Christ. And I, I don't know about you, I didn't grow up as a Christ follower. I grew up in a religion. I had no idea what it meant. I, I, I knew nothing about, you know, the scriptures. Uh, I, I knew nothing about, about churches, you know, so, um, you know, so this is all brand new to them. So, so what, what does this mean, you know, uh, be a Christ follower? Because you think about it, uh, first of all, like, they had no map, right? Now, I don't know about you, but if I was going to have a great adventure, I need a map, right? You know, I need, I need to know the places to visit, you know, the places to eat, you know, the places to um, sleep, uh, the, you know, the places to play golf. You know, we picked up Pastor Jamie a couple of weeks ago. He was going uh, on his holidays, and he had his golf clubs, you know. It's like, well, he goes everywhere with his golf clubs, you know. So he, he definitely wants to know where the golf courses are, you know. But when there's no map, you don't know these things. And when there's no map, you don't know the places that you need to avoid. You know, what about the tourist traps? You know, what about what, what the sketchy places? If there's no map, how do you find these places? Well, maybe there's no map because Jesus wants them to trust him. That he's, he's the way. So I'm just, I'm just saying each one of us is unique when it comes to following Jesus. And we have an idea of a map that we want to use, but it's not the only map. Right? There's, there's no map. We've we got we to figure this out. Now, maybe later we can say when they wrote the Gospels, they created a map. But these guys had no map. And then, secondly, uh, there was no plan. I don't know about you, but, you know, we know the saying, when you don't plan, when you plan to fail, what was it? When you, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail, Right? But there's no plan. How do we know if we're successful if we don't know the plan? Right? How do we know we're doing it right if, if, if there's no plan? Well, maybe there was no plan because Jesus knew that they would be terrified if they knew the plan. That they would have run away, which they actually did, right, when, when, when he, was, he was arrested. And so I'm just saying to you, sometimes there's no plan. You know, especially if you're a first-generation Christ follower, there is no plan. You do not know what's going on. And so we try here in Lighthouse every Sunday to give you an understanding of what we're trying to do. Because we, we realize, you know, that, that you know, these guys had no plan. And then finally, uh, they had no answers. I mean, Jesus had not yet done a miracle. Jesus not yet given a sermon. Uh, Jesus not yet really said what his mission and purpose was. Uh, you know, they knew nothing about the parables. They didn't know nothing about the love of God. And yes, but yet they, they followed Jesus. And, I, you know, I'm just saying that it, you don't have to have all the answers. There are some things you will never know until you follow Jesus. There are some things that we will never know. So I'm just saying if you don't have the answers, it's okay. It's okay. So, 
So how do we take the risk and face the unknown in order to have a God adventure? Just kind of wrapping it all up, how do, we, how do we take the risk? How do we face the unknown in order to have a God adventure? I think the answer is, is simple, but it's complex. And the answer is, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. It's complex because we need to take the risks and face the unknown if we want to follow Jesus and experience a God adventure. You know, we're going to go plant this church in Dundalk. There's risks, right? There's unknowns. But we know if we're going to experience the remarkable and the exciting, we got to step out. Okay, we got we to gotta trust Jesus. We got we to gotta follow Jesus. And it's the same with your life. If you want to go public uh, with, with, with your faith, there are risks, there are unknowns, but we don't experience the remarkable and exciting unless we step out. So I want to just leave with uh, three practical steps here of, you know, just, just kind of walking out this uh, following Jesus. And number one, I want to just say, consider the invitation. Because God invites every one of us to an adventure with Him. God extends the invitation, whosoever, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, the amazing thing about this story is not necessarily that they trusted Jesus, but Jesus trusted them. I mean, you know, we'll find out later in the Gospels. These guys do not have it all together. These guys do crazy things. These guys pray and ask Jesus to, to send fire from heaven to burn up villages. I mean, there, there's some serious problems with these guys. And I just want to just say, you might be here today and, you know, consider the invitation. You say, well, I'm not qualified. I don't have the answers. God extends the invitation to every one of us. So consider the invitation. And then secondly, commit to the journey. Okay, you know, recognize, okay, there are going to be risks. There are going to be unknowns. But that's only one part of the ticket. God is going to get me back. And when we connect our life to the, oh, sorry, when we commit to the journey, right, we're, we're not only just committing to the remarkable and exciting things, but we're committing to, to facing the risks and, and you know, uh, taking the risk and facing the unknown. I, I, I do not know, you know, personally, you know, what all the risks and unknown are, but I know there are risks unknown. And so, we, we need to, we need to uh, commit to, to the journey. Then thirdly, we need to connect our life to this adventure. That's why when I mentioned about you know, the risk of being misinterpreted. Because you know, not, not, I don't think any of us is going to go to the Sea of Galilee, get in a boat, and wait for God to call us. Right? But, but we, can, we can connect where we are now to the adventure. You know, we're not here to look at a screen to watch an adventure, we want to be part of the adventure. We want to be part of the adventure. You know, um, so the, you know, the thing is, um, you know, understanding can wait, but obedience can't. Understanding can wait, but obedience 
can't. So I want to encourage you to connect your life to the adventure. God has a, a way, a truth, a life for every area of our life. So what will this require of you? Well, the three things we talked about earlier. To take the risk, face the unknown, and enjoy the adventure. I want to just close with this quote by uh, Mark Batterson. Mark Batterson is, is, a, is a, uh, one of our colleagues in, in America. And he says, the very nature of the gospel is Jesus inviting the disciples on an adventure to do what they've never done and to go where they've never gone. Never a dull moment. You cannot follow Jesus and be bored at the same time. I want to invite you to an adventure with God. I want to invite you uh, to follow Jesus. I want you to consider the invitation. I want you to, to, Jesus is inviting us to an adventure.